0: On today's podcast we'll be talking to Ross, who's just another average investor like you guys and we'll be talking to him about getting started and getting lifted off the ground with some single family home rentals. You guys had a lot of good feedback from the last podcast with Bull just a couple ago. We're talking to just average guys and a lot of the psychology and the strategy you know if you're trying to get started. Just with uh guys like maybe about a year or two years ahead of you, if you guys are open to coming on the podcast and doing a free coaching call where everybody sort of gets to listen, I'm looking for a few folks. So uh, shoot me a email at lane and simple passive cashflow. We're we'll picking from the Hui Do Pipeline Club members. Again, go over there and join at simple dot com slash club. And if you guys have any questions, go to simple dot com slash questions and submit it your questions on there. We'll answer it on a future Ask Lane or monthly email newsletter. This is a story about a dude named Lane. He moved to the mainland and bought one place to stay. And then one day he went to try to rent them out. And then he became one real investor man. Hey, Simple Passive Cash Flow listeners. Please go to the website, sign up for the Investor Club if you haven't done it, the Hui Do Pipeline Club. We get all kinds of different pronunciations of it, but that's how it's really sounded out. Huido Pipeline Club. And uh, today I got my friend Ross here. Name of the game today is Coaching Call. Ross volunteered. We don't know if that's his real name or not. We might have just given that to him. But he volunteered to put up his personal financial sheet in exchange for pretty much free coaching. He could be a fictitious character. We don't know. We could be using his is exact numbers, but uh, here on the screen, I've got your personal financial sheet for uh, those of you uh, watching on the YouTube channel, but if in podcast form, hopefully this will help out. Tell the folks a little bit about yourself. Uh, you and I kind of know each other, but let's make like it's first time call. Let's kind of simulate this for the folks. So
1: how did you first yeah, kind of
0: hear about, how do we first get connected?
1: Yeah, so I'm a software engineer out in Silicon Valley area, so San Francisco Bay Area basically graduated a couple of years ago from Berkeley with a software degree and ended up doing what a lot of people do, staying out here and continuing to work. started it's a, it's a great industry out here and started to accrue some wealth over the years. And I've just started to, about a year ago, kind of taking a look at where I can invest this stuff outside of kind of your typical avenues. That kind of led me into the, the real estate game. Like I think a lot of people end up doing and I started out trying to just educate myself a lot and ended up looking at things like podcasts just doing a lot of online research myself and, you know, connecting with people like Lane and just making personal contact and trying to glean information every time I could. That's actually how I found Lane was through the podcast and then from there ended up kind of connecting with Lane and like all the different areas that he has there through the Facebook group through the pipeline kind of made contact there with Lane. That that kind of started to open my eyes about yeah look at what else real estate can offer there and so so that was kind of an awesome intro there. Made our first call uh, I think almost like eight months ago maybe nine months ago. Yeah, kind yeah of just an intro it, chat.
0: Right. Yeah, and you were pretty new right at the time. It's not yeah, like were trying to yeah. Were... So, fresh into this stuff, which is good, you know, screwing around. With yeah, so
1: I think that was close to about a year ago where I was just kind of diving in with things. And then from there, yeah, just educated myself a lot. And then about six months ago, took the first kind of dive in on a duplex out in the Philadelphia area. And that's been, that was like my first investment there. But the learning curve's gone very quickly now. And so trying to kind of accelerate things and uh, see what next steps are. So you
0: did you go to grad school or did you kind of come right out of college around
1: 2010ish or something like that? I ended up Berkeley I went to grad school there so kind of wanted to get the next <laughs> next step for uh my engineering degree and ended up just doing that through a master's degree but it was pretty quick it was like a year and a half program I ended up doing so it made it very difficult but also kind of got me out of there quickly so so what
0: did you do in like the last eight years or so investing wise or money wise or, or kind of?
1: Yeah, so I, I guess I graduated five years ago. So outside of that, I started kind of taking the typical approach of, so I started maxing out my 401k and I started out at a really big company. I've then since moved to some startups. And so kind of went through the typical avenue at first where I would invest things into like my five. 401k and Roth IRA I was maxing those things out. Also maxing out my uh, employee shares matching as well. Yeah. So, so that was kind of the typical approach and ended up now having quite a bit in those retirement funds, which uh, looking back, I've, i kind of regret that, but you kind of don't know when you first start kind of wh- where things are going. Yeah. Started, started, stopped contributing to that, I guess, maybe two or three years ago but have left that mostly in stocks and everything like that. Um, and I used to do a lot of stock training as well when I first kind of got out of things. And then as I started getting more into my professional life, moved more and more towards just kind of going with the index fund, purchasing that and then letting that go. But now I've basically moved most of my, most of my investments outside of the stock market besides what I have in my retirement right now.
0: Right, right. So, you, you know, we're kind of, I'm looking on the screen right now. You make a pretty good salary there. And you because you were kind of doing other things, you had some time to build up a little bit of a war chest here. Approximately, I'd say $360,000 of assets. And not too much debt there. So definitely something to work with. And I, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny. Uh, the last, yeah. The last couple of these guys are making like, 30, 40 grand a month makes us engineers look like poor people. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Not too shabby if this was a matchmaker's YouTube channel, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, seriously. But hey, hey, we're we're getting there. That's, looking to, looking the to get there. Yeah, we're getting there. You're, it's it's all about which direction you're heading as opposed to where exactly. You're
1: at. But yeah, I mean that that's kind of where I I started looking at like what I could do with what I had and. It's like there's got to be better routes to go here, and like I said, I'm pretty open and currently am taking more of an active approach to things in order to kind of accelerate that. But I don't always foresee that as being the case. Definitely.
0: So that I always break it down to like the big three, right? And and time, money, knowledge. Starting out, you didn't know too much, and but you're not an idiot. You're a pretty smart guy. Money, you got a decent amount of cash to get to get going, so you're good there. I guess time, why? How, Kind of paint the picture of how work is these days. You got time to do some stuff on the side, or is it getting more and more uh, difficult?
1: Yeah. So, like I said earlier, I I started out kind of at a big corporation. Well, first of all, if as you get to know me, you'll know that I don't like <laughs> I don't like not being busy, uh, as you'll hear. But so I started doing yeah like the big corporation job at first. But I had a, a roommate who I also went to grad school with, and we kind of did some like Kickstarter projects and like little engineering team stuff on the side. We kind of took that to the next level and started actually, you know, we we come home from work and then work like another six or seven hours on our side projects. And that was super fun. And I really liked the entrepreneurial side of that and just the problem solving side of it. And then also the ability to actually use some of that, you know, to kind of control your destiny there, where if you make a product you can, you can get, you know, as you continue to scale the product and the profits, then that goes directly to you versus like the corporate world where, you know, you're going to continue to get your salary. But yeah, so I was, mean, no, no offense,
0: Ross, but it's very uh, typical. I mean, the guys that kind of find their way to this, <laughs> engineers. <laughs> like half of you guys are engineers. Definitely, like us, I call you a spinning tops. So like you always got to be doing something.
1: Yeah. So it's it's <laughs> it's been it's kind of crazy. My my uh, soon-to-be fiance moved up here recently and so that's kind of I'm trying to put more time towards that now um, and that's been a nice change but I guess yeah continuing to go back I ended up kind of doing a different team we had got teams that from like I don't know three to eight people and we we kind of started building projects some of them we did okay on and some of them did not but it's kind of just always kind of growing and learning and obviously that stuff paid off and like for my technical side of things and from a career career wise but, but ended up starting moving from there into an actual startup so I I was just doing like eight hour day at the, the regular job at first and then kind of working on the side but then I actually went to a startup to work and then the hours kind of blew up there and I wasn't really didn't have a ton of time to do stuff outside of that and then I've recently switched I'm still at another startup but it's kind of gotten more reasonable at this point been there for a couple of years and things are going well there but they just have a little bit more resources so it's made things that's kind of been the other kind of trigger of allowing me to have more time to do stuff outside of work so that's given me more time to focus on the real estate aspect of things okay Okay. right I'm, I'm looking at the
0: section three here financial uh, snapshot you got any um like 401k any of that kind of stuff equities paper assets for it you you kind of yeah so, so things up me. you got a different personal financial sheet than
1: i'm used to yeah so i, I actually can't scroll on your machine actually but um
0: is that it the, the Yeah, those
1: two yeah yeah those two guys um i have the roth and that was the one that i continued to contribute to after and so but there was an original amount from, like, the first year or something in the 401k. Oh, so you have not, I've not converted that yet, so.
0: Okay, so you caught on pretty early then. Yeah, so. Of years of putting the 401k, you're just like, screw this, it's dumb. Yeah, I think it was,
1: yeah, just my first two years I contributed to it, but it was definitely, yeah, it was definitely one of those where I was just trying to max it all out and thought I was kind of doing the right thing, but looking back, I'm like, man, that could be great to have that cash <laughs> right now to to spin up but so, so just to let you know what
0: i'm doing now ross i'm kind of looking at like you know so you're you're kind of building your portfolio and we're looking for you need liquidity right because you need to go do mm-hmm. deals so yeah. what i'm looking for here is your low-hanging fruit where or where's your where we're going to pull the liquidity from first because mm-hmm. no one is 100 percent efficient right yeah. everyone's got
1: <laughs> definitely money
0: here and there you're not too bad
1: it's actually something I learned from looking at your stuff though, is it's kind of, I don't know, like, like I've seen you post some things on like the AHP fund, I believe. And, you know, kind of looking at some of the life insurance policies of kind of like you like you said, you're on deck circle. And it was kind of interesting because initially I was like, okay, but I'm always like spinning up deals and stuff like that. But then, you know, in practice, there's actually quite a, quite a bit of time where, you know, you're not like you're just cat like right now I just have cash sitting in the bank. And so that that's definitely something that that I took yeah. away early and kind of trying to move towards.
0: And, and if you guys want to so, get a hold of that article and that video, it's simple passivecashflow.com backslash O fun. And O stands for opportunity.
1: Yeah, that was a great article.
0: Other than the twenty seven weeks of curated content for the passive investor, the new mastermind will offer bi weekly power calls with the following format. First week of every month, we will dial in on being a direct investor or simple passive cash flow 1.0 I call it, which is getting your first rental, negotiating, sourcing, operation, etc. Second week of every month, we will discuss holistic wealth building topics or what I call simple passive cashflow 2.0 plus, which is holistic wealth management, syndications, private placements, tax, legal, lifestyle design, etc. Get a sense of this format by checking out the guide to taxes video at simplepassivecasual.com backslash tax. I'll be honest, some things I can't say to the general public because it's too personal and it's not to say bad things about others. Unless you're in the mastermind. One rule we have is what happens in the mastermind stays in the mastermind. To get in, go to simplepassivecasual.com backslash journey don't be left out and join the day. If you've been waiting on the sidelines, this is your moment and not to be taken by an institutionalized education program. I'm look. so how much are you like, you make a pretty good salary and you got some investments now. How much are you able to save every year? So assuming, it's assuming you're not paying for like a wedding every single year, right? Like,
1: yeah, so it's actually kind of changed quickly. I guess I started, yeah, started out, I guess two years ago at a much lower salary. And so it's kind of, Almost doubled within the past year or so, so that's that's kind of been a, a big help. So, but it does kind of skew what I saved before and what I'm saving now. I I live in the same. I have done a pretty good job about, you know, as as the income continues to grow, I haven't really changed anything about my lifestyle or anything yeah. like that. So that's been a big deal. Also, yeah, just the the rent situation out here in California is kind of crazy. But if you can if you can find a place that has the rent control and you know you you get in early there, you can actually it's actually a pretty sweet deal because then you can leverage, you know, all the, the upside of the higher salary and stuff like that kind of hedge against the the main complaint, which is the, the cost of living from housing perspective. So I have been able to do that. My rent's pretty cheap relative to everything else. So that basically haven't changed my, my living situation that much. So that's, that's enabled me to start saving pretty quickly here. So.
0: Yeah, and just a little bit life advice from guys a few years older than yourself. I mean, a lot of us, we're getting at that age where you've, you're you kind of a veteran at the workplace now, t- mm-hmm. 10 years into the career, strange enough. But if you're halfway decent, which I know you are because you've found this stuff, you'll they'll, they'll likely put you into more higher paid positions, right? So it's just like mm-hmm. your next job will probably make like 250 but a lot more headaches. And that's the that's the question. For most people, it's a no-brainer. But for you, it may it may not make sense. Mm-hmm. That's, so especially now, if you have kids or something like that, right?
1: Yeah. So that that is like I the I don't have that situation right now. So I definitely could definitely would see things changing if that were the case. There's it's it's very interesting. The the company I'm at right now, everyone's a little bit older, but it, they're all like the same age, and so like there's just huge chunks of people <laughs> having kids and like starting families. So it's it's been very interesting to see also like kind of foreshadowing i feel yeah. like
0: so l- let me take a guess here you're, you're probably able to put away what about
1: 60 grand a year or something like that yeah i think a little bit higher than that based on just what i'm saving right now but yeah
0: well you're you got new money here you're, you're only two years into this new salary it'll, it'll be 60 well, On paper, it'll be 90, but in real life, it'll be 60. There you go. So that's that's cool, cool. right? Like, you know, I I always say, like, people building their net worth, like, if you're able to save more than 50 grand a year, that's like a couple turnkeys or a big syndication deal a year. Mm -hmm. I mean, just do the math. You're
1: going to be financially free within the decade for sure. Yeah. So that was really encouraging. Actually, I remember, I think you posted something recently that was like outlining that. Or maybe, oh, it was, I think it was on the multifamily. Summon that i saw that because you were yeah yeah so this job. i mean
0: this oh. advice it goes to guys like yourself right like calm the heck down right <laughs> like, you'll be fine i'm looking at this and i'm looking where you're where you, you know you're fine you, you're making enough you're saving enough income to put away that you gonna be fine i would say if you confident enough in this thing i would say let's cut the broth area and a 401k out of here and let's just cash it out and put it into deals. That's something. That there, just just also for simplicity's sake, too.
1: Yeah, that, that is sure. So do you? So, I guess well, the four hundred and one k is easy, right? Because I just cash that completely out because I've already paid taxes on that, right?
0: The Roth IRA. You right, already
1: sorry. paid tax.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so my right, speech. Right. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I got those backwards. <laughs> so my speech on this is: you're gonna pay taxes on this now or in the future, right? Mm -hmm. i'd rather pay taxes on it now because you're going to be in a lot lower tax bracket now and Mm -hmm. in the future you're gonna make a lot more money and the way this nation's going with quantitative easing you got to pay we got to pay back this thing somehow so taxes will go up
1: they're definitely going to go up i'm a huge believer yeah Yeah. that's kind of where where people fall in those camps right is like either the tax are going to go up or they're not and it's like (laughs) <laughs> pretty good indicator it's gonna <laughs> well well i mean even if it
0: stays the same you're slated to make more money i don't know who mm-hmm. wants to make less money or who thinks they are that's that's not a good goal
1: yeah
0: <laughs> so the 401k you're gonna have to pay penalties like i think it's like 10 percent now mm-hmm. but if you think about it you're if you're making in a deal like 15 percent as opposed yeah. to like 8 percent.
1: that's a really good perspective
0: that's only like a couple years is the crossover point, right? Mm -hmm. You know, engineers, we love our crossover points and decision trees like that. So, but you gotta, you gotta make your own decision. I I think there's only 17 grand and there's no, no big deal. I mean, just cash it out more for simplicity. The guys are are more confused are the guys with like 100, 200, 300 thousand, right? Now we're talking about blowing their AGI up and paying a lot of taxes and there's a lot of different strategies, but you don't have to worry about that.
1: Yeah, I did. I did have finally like reached out to some real estate based CPAs to to get a little more guidance on, you know, kind of some of the tax side of things too. So that'll help as well. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah.
0: And and if you and I can connect you with my guys, if you guys are yeah. listening, maybe we, we I want to build a relationship for us. I don't want to just send you to whoever. Then I start getting a bad name. So that's why I don't put it out there. Yeah, we can talk about that after. The Roth IRA, I would, you know, if you're looking at an order, I would take the Roth IRA first because that doesn't really do anything to your uh, taxes, Mm -hmm. and then the 401k after.
1: Yeah, and then, I guess, I do have because I did get a property on the board last year, so what I, I guess that I could take some tax advantages there and apply it towards there. I'm not sure how much I would actually be able to though
0: you know it's it's like you're not a doctor man. relax you know it's not like you're <laughs> in the, you're not in the forty fifty percent tax bracket
1: yeah right. yeah it's it, true.
0: It, I, but I hear you right like i I used to be the same way, right you start off trying to optimize, yeah, <laughs> here we are we're just sitting here and you're kind of just losing you know you could be investing that money right, Putting it yeah. in h p
1: yeah something that I can access before, you know yeah i'm seventy so
0: let's let's talk about a little bit what you're up to in mm-hmm. terms of investing wise put up your uh
1: yeah, so not much on there right now, like i said i I did this purchase about actually exactly six months ago because i 'm currently refining it, and uh yeah, so it was a duplex, did a rehab on it, and it was a it was a pretty light rehab. it took like four weeks to get done we got it from a distressed buyer had to get rid of it so I was able to do that and then finish up the rehab and then from there got renters into it really quickly so it's been cash flowing pretty nicely i think for the the refi it's it's pulling in around 1100 a month on that guy but once i get the the new mortgage going it'll be pulling in around 450 or 500 so i think this isn't that particular one i think it might be the other one so this is
0: just to break this down you you put down 70 to acquire it or 75 to acquire it you put in almost 60 to rehab it remotely right Mm -hmm. yeah all in for 130 then you refinance your money out this is just a textbook right
1: yeah exactly so i was just trying to um which which was pretty cool because i I would didn't think I would be able to find a team basically to make a type of approach happen being a, outside of like being very, very active. When I do say I'm active, like it's, I'm doing it at night kind of thing. But I would say total hours I'm putting in per week is still pretty light compared to anything that, you know, some of the things I've done in the past before. So it's, it has been pretty cool to be able to find a team that allows me to do the, to force some appreciation there as opposed to, I originally looked at turnkey you know, through the, like the roof stock and stuff like that originally. And cause that's what I thought the only thing I was going to be available to me. And then I started learning about passive multifamily investing. And then also other opportunities like this Then I realized like, wow, I can do, do a lot better. <laughs> the, through the roof stock way, the turnkey way, it was good in the sense that I could still, if I was very picky, I could still find good return on investment. I would have like all that money tied up. And then this has kind of just allowed me to get back a decent amount of that. I, I usually don't get all of it back. It's pretty tough to do, especially if I use any type of financing.
0: So how, how did the fans want to know outside, how did you go about building this contractor? And do you think that it's going to go long-term relationship?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I just started going through bigger pockets and just trying to comment on, ask questions as much as I could through just various Facebook groups online, including like yours, just start and up talking to different people. And that's been like the biggest key is just continually, you know, having an open mind and a learning mindset and, you know, trying to provide value to other people and then being able to, yeah, just continually try to reach out. Um, One thing that I thought was super useful that I did is like every podcast, you know, when everyone gives out their contact information, I like, I took it down on myself to like, just make some type of connection with them outside of that and, if if nothing else just to like thank them for the advice that they gave and you know just to make that contact and that was a, that was a key key thing that allowed me to start branching out pretty quickly and it's it's interesting you probably had a similar experience but looking back to what i thought about real estate and stuff like that a year ago versus now it's like it's just crazy and a lot of it's just because of the the people i met and the resources i've used there yeah I started started talking to various different people and then uh, through one of them got connected I think through one of the lenders had a guy that they knew and that, that, that put me in touch with those guys. And basically that's, it's kind of a group. They provide kind of a wholesale, they wholesale a deal to you. Um, and they of course take, take a cut off of that. And then they, I also have like a construction group that takes a little bit of a cut off of that as well. And then each of the process is kind of owned by me separately. So like, for example, I'm providing all the capital. I'm, you know, kind of setting up the schedule and and at a high level for the construction. You know, I'm I'm the one getting the property management group and, and getting that going. But I've been able to do it all remotely pretty easily, I would say. So I would call that sort of like hybrid turnkey. I mean, it's yeah. not, it
0: it's sort of like you're working with these sort of entities. It's not like you're going out, sending out yellow letters for the whole, exactly. whole selling yourself, but you're a little bit more on the hands-on side of the burr, right? Like are you exactly. getting party inspectors to go in and, and check this workout? and multiple Yeah.
1: Sites? So I, I actually have, yeah, I've used a couple of different methods, but one way is pretty cool is using like through the task rabbit or just, just kind of like rent or some people I've, I've talked to are using like Craigslist, but yeah, it's pretty easy to go find someone to get out there with a camera and you know that you have them, let them into the property they can take kind of third-party pictures and, and give those to you that's kind of a way I originally st- for some kind of third-party accountability there but honestly at this point I trust these guys pretty well and have been like haven't been so paranoid on some of it but which is also kind of allowed things to move faster but yeah at the very beginning I was doing an inspection before and then after also having yeah this kind of third-party progress monitoring as it went as it happened as well but you're right it's definitely kind of like a, a hybrid turnkey versus
0: so so i mean i think you got it down to sort of a system where it's not incredibly time consuming not more than Mm -hmm. like five ten hours a week
1: yeah definitely
0: um i'm sure that's you can sustain that for a while but i think that the issue here and it's nothing you can't work your way through or 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 get enough money that you can mitigate the failures down the road but you know it's a single point of failure right you're working with some dude who has some trouble with the family and now he takes your draw requests and just pockets it, right? That's the danger. Mm-hmm. And there's really no way to really mitigate that. You can get really fancy with your draw schedules and stuff like that and contracts, but at the end of the day, and you know, the property may not
1: appraise too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely a key factor. The the, the first one I bought in all cash, but I've been, I'm currently looking to use some private financing, for some of these others that i've looked at and so that that's even more critical on like an appraisal and that things are done the right way so
0: yeah so i'm kind of looking back here and like your uh your war chest how much liquidity do you have right now to kind of throw at this stuff i can you get two projects going on at one time or you kind of yeah
1: top- so i can usually so the 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 property prices where i'm dealing with in philadelphia end up being anywhere in the kind of like what you saw there but they're from the like Fifty to hundred and fifty maybe yes, thousand dollars. All hundred or ish hundred. Yeah, you're you're under two hundred thousand usually, and so with that, and so I also refinanced the, the first property, which pulled out, you know, all like hundred and forty k of that. So that's kind of added additional to it. So yeah, I definitely have enough to do two. Uh, if I really wanted to, I could probably do three, but I, I'm not going to push it there. But yeah, I can I can do about two at a time right now. So that's kind of what I'm currently in progress to do.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. I mean, that's, that's, that's good, right? It's yeah. You can kind of choose and you'd be picky. I I haven't, (laughs) there's, there's definitely a tendency. And this is also nothing I think you, I've heard you say before, but yeah, just being really picky in this time because there's a lot of deals that kind of go by and you're like, kind of get this weird deal antsiness where you're like, Oh, I just, I need something. This cash is like waiting to do that. And so that's actually been something that I've had to physically tell myself to step back and really focus on. Like, is this going to be as good as like good or better of something you've already been able to do? Cause there's been quite a few have come across. I'd say, I mean, I, I usually get one once a day from some source and it ends up not meeting my standards. And so, but there's definitely the temptation to still go for it even when not the best.
0: So uh, another thing you got to think about here is you, know, you got all your eggs in one basket, right? And for you mm-hmm. to, you want to keep doing this, I would focus your next action item is to go find a second or third contractor because these yeah. guys will turn on you and you got, there's just a matter of time. Yeah. So while you're counting your money, I'll be finding another person to date. <laughs> that, that, Yeah. I mean, I, no, if that's like, really good. If I talk to you in the next three to six months, you better have somebody line up. Definitely. Right, that is that is just like virtual assistants. You got to keep finding another one and another one and another one. Just you
1: know, their lives change. People change. I was kind of curious your thoughts on kind of diversifying target markets at this point. So I'm I'm kind of on the fence here, and I was just curious what your opinion was because on one side I have one property right. I'm gonna I'm in the pipeline to do maybe a couple more in this area right now, which is great. But like relative, like it's not a whole ton of, you know, actual like monetary costs in one area. But, you know, at the same time, there's also, like you said, putting all the eggs in one basket right there. Um, And so I'm curious what your thoughts on versus like focused energy to kind of get things going versus trying to diversify right away. Cause there's obviously the, the overhead of trying to find a new team somewhere else and, you know, analyzing that market, learning it, and then starting to underwrite deals there as well. And so, i kind of curious what your thoughts were there. Well,
0: the, I mean, the fundamentals are you, you want to diversify four ways, right? Different partners, different markets, different asset classes, and different business plans.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right now, you're hurting on the locations one. Right. Um, you're in control of your own destiny, and I think that's good. But yeah, the, the location and then asset class are all in one, mm-hmm. and...
1: But the it's fact that you, it's like, that's where I'm I'm starting. I'm just starting too. So it's like, how diversified can you be on your like first property? Right. So I yeah. think there's that side of it too, but I'm definitely, it's definitely something that is on my radar for, you know, building, building up that same kind of network outside of this, this area.
0: So when 10 years from now, when your net worth is $1.5 million, you have more time constraints you need to kind of think what you want to be doing, what kind of lifestyle you want to be having. You still want to be churning out one of these, (laughs) two of these things every quarter, eight deals. I mean, it's great returns, right? You you geek out on that key stats thing here. (laughs) That's what you really want to be doing, right? Because like I said, if you're already able to save 50 grand a year, you'll be fine. Right. You may may be exactly what you like to do, right? And I think engineers, this is where you get into trouble because engineers are very capable at this in terms of, managing contractors whether it's computer programmers or civil engineers managing real contractors
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and i I think part of it too is yeah like like you said where where i'm in my life right now we're not married yet don't have a family and so for me i kind of kind of kicked that off earlier and then you know get that ball going so that i can back off a little bit more sooner than i potentially would have been able to before so so you you wanted to kind of talk
0: about the infinite banking thing a little bit right
1: yeah. Yeah. I think,
0: I think originally I was kind of like, Oh, I don't know if you should be doing that. Cause I thought your income was a little bit lower at the time. I think you told me. You yeah. It's,
1: cha- it's changed a lot over the years. So yeah. that definitely could be the case.
0: But you're you're just now hitting your groove and you, and you're just now getting to be to a platform where you can be doing two deals at any one time. Mm-hmm. I still think you should not, maybe not do the infinite banking because you're incredibly, uh, talented investor but also your liquidity is very valuable to you yeah so i would right. kind of vote against it or, at this point what, what did you kind of select how much per year did you put in into-
1: um i think some i think around 40k a year yeah so it would be i think it it's yeah like i guess it starts out with i think it's like 20 or 20 percent. i'm not quite sure i'd have to look on the the percentage that gets you know locked up in the premium during the first year. Yeah, usually about seven,
0: down. you lose 30% of it in the first year. And then the third year you get 90% or you get only lose 10% of it to
1: fees. Right. Yeah. So it gets, it gets lower pretty quickly, but yeah, that like when, when cash is king right now for me, it could be, it could be definitely worth considering holding that off.
0: I think you're, I think you're going to make the same mistake I did. Cause I put in, I committed to 50 grand my first year and then in like, I saw that actually
1: and I was like, oh, eight
0: months, I was like, oh,
1: like, am I getting into this wrong thing? But um, uh, it, it is a little bit flexible. Like I think my minimum is 10, K or something like that. So if I needed to, I can just put that in for the first year and then, then bump it up more the next year. I, I, t- I did kind of take a little bit of from your playbook there where just because of the the heat of the market right now is kind of wanted to focus more on like establishing some of these um, things. Yeah, it kind of slows right you now.
0: down, right? Because you're running yeah, running and new right now.
1: And I'm like, I'm never gonna be super happy about you know like putting away that whatever thirty percent the first year. And and I'm like, well, if, if any year is a good time to kind of get it going, might as well do it in a year where I can start to make a comeback when I'm.
0: Yeah, in, yeah. Now that's a good idea. So kind of know how you are, because that, yeah. that's the scary thing i see you guys i mean it took me a long time because i didn't do any of this burr kind of stuff i just mm-hmm. did it really slow but then i see you guys running around scissors 100 miles <laughs> an hour i'm like yeah and this is not the time that you're doing that
1: right exactly
0: i mean i think everybody says like with 80 percent confidence the recession ne- recession's coming next year to three years
1: yep yeah exactly so that's that's literally why why i kind of took a look at some of this stuff. Also been looking at some of the like asset protection kind of s- structures there and you hear a bunch of different things pass along. And so I've been looking at that to see if like some sort of trust or yeah, the different different plays there to start to put these properties under. Cause right now, like for example, this first property was just under my own personal name and I've done the like Fannie Freddie, you know, the, the nice and cheap, cheap, Quote, refi terms there and but obviously i don't want to continue that with the rest of my properties i want them to be to get the proper asset protection there right. outside of course i've i do have good insurance there so I, at least at least i have that but so yeah, i so mean the,
0: your, your plan makes sense i mean like how you use the infinite banking as sort of a hedge what does it take to make one cup of coffee What are the stories contained in a single cup? Who is this handsome man? most of you i talked to in our free intro coaching calls i see a theme of mission and investing for greater good i found an investment that be improving the lives of their community by improving living conditions and paying for children's education to learn more about this investment check out simple passive cash flow backslash coffee this specialty coffee makes for an amazing performer
1: I literally was like listening to you, or I was reading that article and, and I was like, Oh, well, what can I do to kind of pump my own brakes here? Or something that I could get going that's obviously gonna be good for me. Might yeah. might be the ideal time to start that. So
0: Yeah, I mean it's gonna get you, right? Like there's gonna be a, a second deal that's kinda gonna come up and you're gonna be 20 grand short and you're like, Yep, dang it. This is after you cash out your Roth <laughs> and your 401k. You're still gonna be another 20 grand short and you are be like, shoot, I shouldn't have
1: done that yeah but then
0: you know very well maybe three four years from now you're gonna be lucky you kind of did that you had that dry powder ready to go
1: yeah and and also i mean to your point kind of even if i was just saving what i'm doing right now today like i'll still be in good shape regardless and but it's just like like you're saying as an engineer you're trying to like crank out optimization for (laughs) yeah what, what you can get out the best this year but i think i think having a little bit of something to kind of hold me back a little bit too will not necessarily be the worst thing. But yeah, you you could totally be right there with the fact that something could come up and right. it probably will, but.
0: Cool. So with the kind of wrapping up here, was there any kind of other topics you wanted to kind of discuss or?
1: I was just kind of interested in more like what, what time period that you ended up kind of getting at, like, I guess, diversifying outside of asset classes. And I know you have described this at some point, but I was just kind of trying to see uh, when you kind of moved into some of the different assets classes that you kind of looked at before, have you, have you gotten into self-storage or anything like that yet? Or
0: so, so when I mean, when I go into other asset classes, I'm a limit partner. I don't, okay. in all, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in all, like, to be honest, I don't really have a clue really how to operate those things. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is where you kind of become, this is the transition before becoming like a real estate groupie and like a sophisticated investor who. Isn't doesn't really know how to operate it, but they know mm-hmm. how to... Uh, sy- syndication deals and private placements, you're making a bet on the operator right? and the asset and the deal up front. And you may not know how to operate that thing or know the ins and out, but that's what you do for the whole grand scheme of things. So I know, I know apartments, but I don't really know mobile home parks or I know self-storage or how to run an assisted living but I know enough to be dangerous and to pick a winning horse. Hopefully that's my my bet. Right. And a lot of that comes with networking. Right. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. That's, that's when, I mean, I'm already starting to see it as I growing the network, which is kind of why I was asking is there's more opportunities that I even know existed to uh, invest outside of the the real estate, which to me, it feels like most acquainted to and most knowledgeable, but yeah, I, I think, like, like you're saying, if it comes from the right source, it can definitely be worth pursuing, even if you don't know everything about it. But, right. Like, do you
0: know how to do property management? You know, heck no. You kind of know the ins and out of it, but you yeah. got a referral and you trust that you build a relationship with a person to get that for referral. Right, exactly. That's where what really matters. That's where the rubber meets the road.
1: <laughs> yeah. Same and especially is. as a as someone who's focusing mainly on my, you know, engineering careers at a high level, right? Like, you want to be able to get to that point where you don't have to know everything right
0: right you know enough just like you know we're going to go like look for some entities for you or, or get a lawyer or CPA right you don't need to know everything but if you go like watch the simple passive cash flow like tax seminar we did you'll know enough to be dangerous at least not to get right. screwed and that's that's my main thing right like you know simple passive cash flow is more like minimum effective dose for investing Mm -hmm. We're not going to teach you to here to be the next Ken McEnroy or whatever. I think for a lot of people, doctors, lawyers, more high income earners, and and you're probably in this category, you're getting there. Your time may be better spent at your day job. I'm sorry that that's what you don't want to hear, but
1: I mean, I I really (laughs) love what I do. So (laughs) I I don't see myself leaving it for a while. I just kind of want to have the choice to, if I do. (laughs) Right. Right. But if you're able
0: to passively make like a 15, 20% a year thing, <laughs> wow, that's, that's amazing. You can, you can, you can make that that kind of salary and invest it at that rate. Yeah. You don't really need to get that 30%. Right? Exactly. That's that's where I'm coming from.
1: Totally makes sense. Yeah.
0: But yeah, was there anything else um, for the cause before we head off?
1: No, definitely appreciate all the content you put out and for taking the time today to do this. Um, yeah, yeah. appreciate. Super useful it. and motivating. Yeah, it was good it was good to have that goal session earlier. Kind of got me on the right start, so.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I think, what was that? com backslash 2019 launch if you guys want to watch that one. Yeah, some um, good stuff. But yeah, appreciate it, Ross. I think you're very uh, typical of most people that listen to this thing for some strange reason. Engineers. <laughs> Better, younger guys like to watch this channel for some strange reason
1: i saw your like graph where the family graph you know so yeah i'm, I'm right on this side still so
0: <laughs> yeah but isn't it amazing if you can set yourself up to be doing the right things with very minimal effort to go, go through that period and yep. you lose that time right because exactly yeah i mean it's not like you're you're too late if you're in your 40s or 50s but it's like Wow, how powerful it would be to set yourself up and be doing the right things with minimal effort.
1: Exactly. That's that's kind of like that's kind of the reason why. Like I like I was saying earlier, I am trying to kind of maximize it right now, so that because I know that time will come and it'll have to happen. So
0: yeah. So and if you guys want to ch- join the mastermind, we have flow dot com backslash journey. But I'm sure Ross will be in in there talking a few times or something
1: like that. <laughs> You'll hear me again. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Well, uh,
0: appreciate it, guys. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.